0: Zero zero two at gmail.com. Prayer requests can be sent directly to HBC Prayerlist 2020 at gmail.com.
1: Good evening, church family and friends. Welcome to our Wednesday evening podcast. Thank you for joining us tonight and uh, we're going to begin tonight a study of the Book of Jeremiah. And uh, we'll read first the first three verses. And then we're going to skip down and read verses 4 through 10 as we begin this study. So uh, after we read the first passage, keep your Bibles open to that uh, passage of Scripture and we'll skip on down to uh, a few more verses as we look at them tonight. As we meet Jeremiah, we're going to be looking at him and uh, seeing his life and ministry over the next several weeks. And uh, tonight, we're going to meet him. We're going to look at him, who he is, as the scriptures reveal him. Jeremiah chapter 1, and we'll begin with reading verses 1 through 3. The words of Jeremiah, the son of Hilkiah, one of the priests living in Anathoth, in the territory of Benjamin. The word of the Lord came to him in the thirteenth year of the reign of Josiah son of Ammon, king of Judah. It also came throughout the days of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, king of Judah, until the fifth month of the eleventh year of Zedekiah, son of Josiah, king of Judah, when the people of Jerusalem went into ex- exile. As we look at Jeremiah's life, we see him at the end of the time of Judah prior to the Babylonian captivity. This is the time frame that we're looking at for his life and ministry. Our Father, I pray that you'd guide us tonight as we open your word and as we study these things that you've laid out before us. Help us to understand the ministry of Jeremiah and what he had to say to the people of Judah And some of these things apply to us in our lives today in the 21st century. And I pray your blessings on this message and on this series of messages that we're beginning tonight. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Jeremiah has been called the weeping prophet. Why? Why was he called this? Well, he did shed some tears, and we're going to see that in our study as well but it was because he brought mostly bad news. It grieved him and it was even more that God's people didn't respond with repentance. They continued to sin and judgment was inevitable. It was going to arrive. No wonder he wept, was the weeping prophet. Matthew chapter 2, verse 17 says, Then what was spoken through Jeremiah the prophet was fulfilled. We know the things that were spoken of Jeremiah were fulfilled. God brought them to pass. And as we begin this study of the Old Testament prophet, it's helpful for us to understand this time period in Jeremiah's ministry. It lasted for more than 40 years from about halfway through the reign of Josiah in 626 BC to somewhere after the fall of Jerusalem in 586 BC verses 2 and 3 tells us about that and during this time Babylon defeated Egypt and Assyria so a new superpower was rising in the ancient Near East Looming large in Jeremiah's prophecies, Jeremiah was a member of the priestly household of Hilkiah. Verse one tells us Hilkiah was probably descended from Abathur, a deposed priest from the line of Eli, exiled by Solomon, in 1 Kings chapter two, verses 26 and 27. So the prophet's family heritage was complicated. And because of the time he lived in, God commanded him not to marry. Jeremiah 16 verse 2 tells us that. There are not many people in the Bible that God commanded not to marry. The Apostle Paul relates in 1 Corinthians 7 verse 8 that it's better for some not to marry for the gospel's sake. Now Jeremiah is the longest book in the Bible, both the word count in Hebrew and the number of verses in the English versions, 1,364 verses. The content is not in chronological order, but most chapters include a reference date or a historical clue so that we can know where it falls in as far as history is concerned and uh, Jeremiah's ministry. The book features both poetic and prose, including narrative, sermons, object lessons, or parables, laments, and a letter. Key themes include God's judgment, justice, sovereignty, righteousness, faithfulness, sin, and the need for repentance. The Moody Bible Commentary summarizes the character of this important prophet. It says, Jeremiah was a man of outstanding courage who boldly and unwaveringly proclaimed the Lord's message. Now let's read uh, read these next verses, verses 4 through 10. It says, The word of the Lord came to me. I chose you before I formed you in the womb. I set you apart before you were born. I appointed appointed you a prophet to the nations. But, I protested, Oh no, Lord God, look, I don't know how to speak, since I am only a youth. Then the Lord said to me, Do not say, I am only a youth, for you will go to everyone I send you to, and speak whatever I tell you. Do not be afraid of anyone, for I will be with you to deliver you. This is the Lord's declaration. Then the Lord reached out His hand, touched my mouth, and told me, I have now filled your mouth with my words. See, I have appointed you today over nations and kingdoms to uproot and tear down, to destroy and demolish, to build and plant. Now we'll be talking about these things that God called Jeremiah to do in future lessons but how were the Old Testament prophets appointed when Isaiah was called he saw the Lord high and uh, seated on a high and lofty throne and his robe filled the temple angels call to one another when Isaiah was called holy 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 is the Lord of hosts his glory fills the whole earth Isaiah chapter 6 verses 1 through 3 similarly when Ezekiel was called in Ezekiel 1 1 the heavens opened and he saw visions of God now Jeremiah's call was not as dramatic as these but no less authentic Verses 4-10 through that we read shows that he was a young man, probably under 25 years old. Timothy was also young when he was called. And God had in fact appointed Jeremiah, or chosen him, before he had even been conceived, verse 5 tells us. He felt unworthy, which was probably a wise response we see in verse 6. If it was an excuse, God rejected it, commanded him to obedience in verse 7, and promised his presence and protection in verse 8. He then formalized Jeremiah's call by touching his mouth, indicating that the young man would no longer speak for himself, but for God. He said, I have filled your mouth with my words. The word of the Lord comes to Jeremiah in the 13th year of the reign of Josiah, as we read a moment ago, probably around 627 B.C. The northern kingdom of Israel had already been conquered by the Assyrians almost a hundred years earlier, in 722 B.C. But by this time, Babylon had replaced Assyria as the major power in the region. And Jeremiah's ministry continued through the reign of the last four kings of Judah, a period of a little over 40 years. And his ministry lasted even after the kingdom of Judah fell. We don't know exactly how old Jeremiah is here, as I mentioned a moment ago. The only clue that we get is the word youth here in verse 6. But that particular word is rather general and could describe anyone from being a teenager up through a young man in his early 20s. As stated before, many believe that he was around 25 when God called him. In most of your Bibles, this section that I just read from Jeremiah is probably headed the call of Jeremiah. We often use the term call in Christian circles. But my experience has been that most people believe that's something reserved for only a select few, like pastors or missionaries or others in vocational ministry. And it is certainly used in that sense at times in the Scriptures as well. But far more often, it's a term that applies to every disciple of Jesus, in his letter to the various churches, the Apostle Paul frequently referred to all disciples of Jesus as being called. Here is one example. In Romans 1.17, I'm reading from the English Standard Version. It says, To all those in Rome who are loved by God and called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Obviously, As the word all indicates, Paul was addressing all the believers in the churches in Rome, to whom he is writing. Now Peter takes this idea that all Christians are called by God even one step further. In 1 Peter 2.9, and I'm reading again from the English Standard Version, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession that you may proclaim the excellency of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light again peter is writing to an entire church here and not only is each and every disciple of jesus called we have been chosen by god to be priests who have been given the task of interceding for others and proclaiming the excellency of jesus Whom he says in verse 9, Who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. So there is a general sense in which every disciple of Jesus is called. Or in the term that I am using this evening, every disciple of Jesus has been given a life purpose by God. In addition to that universal purpose, each person is also unique and God gives to each of us a personal life purpose in which we can carry those universal purposes in a variety of different ways. And that is what we're going to focus on in this study. I'm convinced that this encounter is what enabled Jeremiah to persevere through an impossibly difficult life of ministry. From this point forward, Jeremiah spent the next 40 plus years trying to awaken the southern kingdom of Judah to what is happening. What's happening to them, and what's going to happen if they don't turn back to God. In all of these years, he never once saw any encouraging signs. Every other prophet got to see at least some kind of impact from their preaching. Even if it's like Jonah. That result was not what they were hoping for. But not Jeremiah. Never once did he observe that his preaching made any impact whatever on the people of Judea or their leaders. As far as we can tell, he had only two converts in all of those years of ministry. His secretary... Baruch and an Ethiopian eunuch named Ebed-Milek who rescued him from a cistern. Prophetic books can be difficult to read because of their themes and judgments. Pray that God will prepare us for the study of Jeremiah as we ask him to teach us to treasure each word of the scriptures for he is the source of it all let us pray Father we thank you tonight for your word as we begin the study of Jeremiah I pray that you would help us that our eyes might be open to the things that we need to see as Jeremiah speaks to this wayward kingdom and I pray that your blessings would be upon each one tonight who is listening to this podcast and that we will be Ready for this great study. Again, I pray your blessings on our church and upon all of our friends that are listening to our podcast, and we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Contact information is as follows. Doctor Steve Wood, Pastor, form our message at six four three eight six five four one. Email at Steve R Wood zero zero two at gmail.com. Prayer requests can be sent directly to List 2020 at gmail.com.
1: Thank you, and God bless.